Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. Today, we are listening in on the YouTube video about stations and the best activities that you need to put into those stations. You've already set up your system of stations, your rotation chart, your classroom environment, and now... What do you do with them? What are you going to do with them? So today we're going to deep dive into that. And in the video, I show you six stations that you can do with your students. The first one is a book with a finger light. The second one is an editable, buggy-wuggy, real and nonsense game. The third one is... Uh, magnetic ABCs. The fourth one is a pocket chart activity, a sentence building activity. The fifth one is a math TPT game. And the last one is a fine motor station. It's called Dive Into Shapes that if you were watching the video, you would see it's just basically a ball and a stick, kind of like modern day tinker toy, (laughs) if you know what a tinker toy is. So I want to just give you kind of a little visual on that as you listen in today. And as always, if you want to watch, go ahead and go on over to Teachers Making the Basics Fun over on YouTube, and you'll be able to see it in color, in living color. All right, I will see you on the other side. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. It's station time. But what should you do with them? (laughs) I know. It's like you want to do stations, but then it's like, uh, how many thousands of pieces of material do you need? And do you need to spend hours prepping these? And the answer is no. Because I used to, and I used to think it was yes, but it's really no. And so today you are going to get some ideas on materials that you can use with your kindergarten and first grade students to make station time fun engaging, independent. It's going to be a blast. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, my name is Angie and today we're doing stations and we're talking about what kinds of things can you put in stations? What kinds of things should go in stations? Well, I can tell you what shouldn't go in stations just from personal experience printables that are direction heavy that they've never seen before in their life. (laughs) Because if you give that to them, a kindergarten and first grade student can't read. They don't know how to do this activity. They will just stare at it and make mischief or it's just not okay. So one of the keys to having a great station time is using materials that are fun, that are engaging, that are independent. Some of the materials you've done in at uh, morning message time, some of the materials you've done together as a whole group, it has to be independent. So today we're going to look at the little shelving unit here that I use to organize my stations. If you didn't catch that video on organizing stations and the materials you need, go ahead and catch that. But let's go ahead and take a look. When I did stations, I always had a reading station time and a math station time. That's how much I loved stations. 
because during that time, I got to do some small group instruction. So one of the things that I would do is make the stations the same every single time, but swap out some materials. So for instance, here's a book, and usually I would have two books of the same in the tote. How, how fast can you go over and pull some books off your shelf? Very fast. And some little finger lights and a couple cards of sight words that they were to skim and scan the book with their little lights, right? And they could uh, do a little tally or just keep track of on a whiteboard or whatever. You train them how to do that and done. You, this station is literally set up for weeks, months, maybe even the whole entire year. The only thing you have to do is swap the book out, okay? Next one is, let's slide that back in. And if you didn't get the video on how students can be independent with um, getting their own materials, make sure you get that. Uh, another one is independent games that they can do by themselves that they've played over and over and over. Here's a game from the Early Finisher Solution, 64 games I think it is now. I'll put the link in the description down below that they can do over and over. This one is editable. So you can switch out the, um, the letters and they play. Uh, this game has like a couple different themes within the Early Finisher bundle, but essentially they spin it and they write it with the dry erase marker down below. How many times can they play this game? I would say three or four times in a row, all right? They can totally do this again and again and again, and they love it because when they, they have practice reading the real word, but then they just love it because the silly word they think it's hilarious. You will hear laughter. So in truly independent games that they've seen and that they can play again and again and again, and that you can swap out the skill, but the game structure stays the same. All right, another game or another activity that I would do with my students all the time, especially kindergarten, is putting, um, alphabet stuff. So I, I just got these at, I don't know, Hobby Lobby. They're magnets. And they know that when they see a bunch of alphabet stuff in a tote, in a um, shelf, they're just going to put it in order. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all sorts of things. Then as they progress, if they're kindergartners, this is a basic thing. If they're first graders, then I would put a bunch of strips of paper in there and a little dictionary, and then they would write the words or draw a picture and put the strips of paper underneath after they've built the alphabet, then they can write words that go in the alphabet, all right? That's a little extension thing. Now we already talked about how some of your materials can come from your instruction during say like a morning meeting, um, or during your small group, you can take some of those small group activities that you do with your students, and then the next week, put them into the stations. And here's just one that if you 
caught the video on lesson planning. This was a video I did um, a couple weeks back. This is a perfect opportunity to get a little tiny pocket chart and the materials that we were using for that and put it in a station. They've already learned how to do it, but it's a tricky skill they can practice during station time. So materials you've used before, like during morning message, make them into the station. Something else that you can work on with your kids or have it at station time are just seasonal games. Let me pull this over here. Seasonal games. And this one is from Dee Dee Wills, um, a teachers pay teachers thing. And one of the things that I look for when it's a trickier game, not like the buggy one, but something like this that requires a bunch of steps is to have to play it as a whole group and then have the directions be visual so that they can figure it out. And if you have a helper come in, this would be a great one to put an help, a helper at. Then they can see the directions quickly and play the games with the kids. So as you can see, these are independent. Let me slide this back in here. Um, another one I used to just love to do are just things like this, right? Puzzles, little manipulatives. I always had a fine motor station. I had an iPad station, a computer station, a fine motor station, a big book station, a reading bin station, a, a timed reading station. If they were kindergartners, they were saying as many of the letters as they can in one minute and their, their partner would time them. Okay. If they're first graders, they're doing their sight words or harder words, and you can totally differentiate that. So those are just some ideas for you for easy, independent. I mean, how long does it take to put this into your, your bin here? It doesn't. These can be played over and over and over and over. So as you can see, you're going to start building up a collection of things, but don't think you have to have a bazillion different things. They can play it over and over and over. It's just fine. Give them the gift of practice and you the gift of not having to rotate it out all the time. All right. I will talk to you later. That's it for our station instructions. If you didn't catch the other videos, make sure you do that. Remember to hit subscribe because we have more great teacher tips coming. And give me a thumbs up because those thumbs up make me happy. My name is Angie and remember the creator of the universe loves you and I think you're pretty awesome too. Have fun with your stations. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, teacher friends, there you go. Some activities, the best activities that you can do with your state with your students at station time. If you want more information, I also made a blog post and I wrote down seven criteria for station time activities. What do you look for? What is needed? 
So you can head on over there to Making the Basics Fun and check that out too. I'll put the uh, link in the description down below. All right. I hope you love your station time. I hope you find it as enjoyable and productive and that you can just get with those students during that time and really tailor the instruction to meet their needs. It, it makes them grow super fast and I think you're just going to love it. If you have any questions about stations, go ahead and email me or leave a comment on the blog or over on YouTube or over on Instagram. I will get back to you. I've had some teachers request some things. So if you have a request, go ahead and give me a request. I love to hear what you need. The station section uh, on all this was a teacher request. So I hope you enjoyed it. I will talk to you later. Keep rocking your teacher thing. Bye-bye. God bless.